The Chef Nas Podcast begins now. You're listening to the Chef Nas Podcast, podcast here at Shepherd Church. Our mission is simple, helping people take their next step toward Jesus. Through this podcast, we hope that you're able to engage with us and dive into your spiritual life and walk closer to Jesus. Today, Pastor Rob Paul is here. We're going to be talking about um, the most recent sermon. We started a brand new series on the seven letters to the churches in the book of Revelation. We're excited about it. We're going to break down that sermon, talk a little bit more about it so that you kind of get some of the behind the scenes and what might have gotten missed. So let's dive in. Pastor Rob, what's up, man? Well, it's great to be back and be preaching again. I haven't preached yeah. for a long time. Yeah, it's been a so while. I'm glad I still have my job after that long <laughs> hiatus, but it's been great to yeah. have other pastors and staff members preaching. Back and in the lab. I've been getting it a lot getting a lot out of it and yep. I'm sure it's been good for everybody else as well. So Yeah. But I'm it's glad to be great. back. It's exciting. It's it's amazing how just deep and rich the word of God is. Yeah. It's just like, oh, when you jump back into it, it's like, oh, this is so powerful. Yeah. Yep. That's good. So we started a brand new series this past week. Yeah. Um, the seven, Revelation. Yeah. The seven letters to the churches, seven words to the church today, really, which yeah. we'll dive into over the course of the series. Right. Uh, that it's not just something for people who, I mean, it was for people then, but it is definitely for us now, too. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting as we walk through all this to talk about how how um, similar what was happening in the culture then is mm-hmm. to what's happening in the culture today, which I think we keep finding that to be, yeah. you know, it's like there, Solomon said, there's nothing new under the sun. We haven't, we haven't strayed far from the, <laughs> the day that the apple fell from the tree or the, uh, the got eaten from the tree. Yeah, I should it, say. it was picked. It wasn't, yeah. didn't fall. Correct. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's, let's talk about, just some brief introduction of the book of Revelation. Yeah. It is an intimidating book for many for many readers. Yeah. It is a book a lot of people avoid. Um, yeah. Because it's hard to understand. There's There are some things that are hard to understand. A lot of pictures, a lot of like... <clears throat> imagery, of yeah. symbolism. And so a lot yeah. of people avoid it for that. Yeah. And so let's just kind of introduce it so that people's anxiety toward this book would be calmed yeah. as we dive in. Yeah. So... And I've never preached a series on the book of Revelation. I've preached about stuff in the Revelation, but I've never preached a series on it. So this particular series, we're going to focus on chapters one, two, and three, Mm -hmm. uh, because the book of Revelation is really divided up into three three divisions. There's the things that are, the things that you're seeing now, and the things that are going to happen. And of course, when we think of Revelation, we think of the things that are going to happen and the apocalypse and everything else. Um, but it's 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 interesting is that in the very first part of the book of Revelation, uh, God says through Jesus and the angel to John that this is meant to encourage the church. Mm-hmm. It's not, and oftentimes what happens is you read Revelation and it creates anxiety and stress. And it's like, oh my gosh, there's mm-hmm. going to be seals and Armageddon and all this other kind yeah. of stuff. And the reality of it is that this revelation was given to John to be an encouragement mm-hmm. to the church that was going through persecution, which is somewhat similar to what we're experiencing now, that we're not experiencing the degree of persecution um, that that they did, right. at least in the United States and other are. parts of the other world. Are, yeah. yeah, they right. are. Yeah, yeah the, the church at, with a capital C is, but mm-hmm. <clears throat> not as much here. But although we'd still do face persecution, it's just different. But But it's interesting. So... So the book of Revelation really was, uh, it starts with the word revelation is apocalypsis, which means the revealing. And so mm-hmm. what really is, is that that God 
basically came to John uh, through three different forms. Uh, Jesus spoke directly to him, an angel spoke directly to him, and then an elder spoke directly to John. And through these three people speaking to uh, or beings speaking to John, he, he recorded all this revelation. It even says in Revelation chapter one, you know, write these things down for the church to encourage them. And so the, the Lord came to John these different ways um, to do it. So uh, it was, it was, it's a variety of methods um, that he received it. But, but as this revelation is like, this is, this is what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And I want it to be encouraging to you as you're going through these difficult times. Let me just remind you what I'm going to do. God says this is going to happen no matter what's happening now. And yeah. this is my plan. And I'm telling you ahead of time. So when it happens, you'll know it wasn't by accident. It was by design. And, and I think the other really cool thing about it is that this, this, the revelation is not a response or a reaction to things that were going on in the world. Like God didn't just say, hey, man, the world's tanking and going south. I need to come up with a plan. No. This plan was in place before Genesis chapter one, verse Absolutely. one. I mean, when he, he said in the beginning and he said, let there be, and he created all this stuff, this was already there. Mm-hmm. And now what's happening in Revelation, the last book of the Bible is that he's just letting mankind right. in he's, on he's revealing his plan it, right? for it's, the end. It's exactly. Re- it's, it is. It's the revelation. Right. He's revealing the plan. Right. Yeah. Right. And it's and if and if you're and, and there's lots of parts in there I think that are scary. We're not going to get into all that in this series, but um, th- it's not scary if you're living in an intimate relationship with Christ mm-hmm. because it's it's rather exciting to think about what you might experience mm-hmm. and what you're going to be a part of as a believer who will will reign with Christ in the millennial reign and afterwards mm-hmm. and. And like it, it, it only goes up to a certain point, but we're eternal beings, and so there's, there's so much it isn't even written. We just mm-hmm. know what's written. Maybe there'll be another revelation at some point, and we'll know what happens after the end of this revelation. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's exciting to think that we would have the opportunity to be a part of it. But this first message, we just kind of wanted to talk about revelation. You know, who wrote it? Uh, how did we get it? All those other kinds of things. Now more than ever. We are in desperate need of the move of God in our world, our nation, our community, and our families. Prayer is a key ingredient in navigating this journey with the hope and assurance of Jesus. Shepherd Church is in the midst of 21 days of prayer, and we would invite you to join. There is a prayer guide available at shepnaz.org. Just click on the 21 days of prayer, and you will find a downloadable guide. Our 21 Days of Prayer will conclude Sunday evening, October 1st, with a night of praise and worship beginning at 6 p.m. One of the things I think that was that's interesting to me about this is that, as we said earlier, <coughs> excuse me, the revelation was given to John, mm-hmm. who was one of the 12 disciples. You know, when you hear about the disciples, it was that John. Um, and it was when John was 90 years old. Um, and so John had had lived uh, a long life and he was the last living of the original 12 disciples mm-hmm. when this happened. And I, and I think the encouraging thing to that for me is that, um, you know, John's one of John's greatest contributions to the work of the kingdom happened when he was 90 years old. Yeah. And we often think, well, you know, I got to do all my work when I'm younger and when I'm mm-hmm. older, I get cast aside and nothing matters or whatever. 
Well, John was 90 when he got, mm-hmm. when he received this revelation and shared it to, to with the churches. Um, and I think this is one of his most significant things, not to downplay any of the other books that he wrote, but man, this is like, yeah, this is the, this is the end of the book. And this is the story. And what's encouraging about that is all throughout scripture, we see age has no bearing on whether or not God can use you. Right. We see very young people and elders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Moses was 80 yeah. when he when he started the mm-hmm. Exodus. Um, yep. Moses, uh, Noah worked on the ark for over 100 mm-hmm. years. So he was, a hun- right. you know, of course, and, he lived to be 900. So right. and, that puts old in well, <laughs> perspective, I suppose. But then, you know, David was a boy uh, when he when he was first introduced and yeah. know, says to Timothy, don't let anyone look down here because you're young. And, we, yeah. you know, this is often a tangent, but that's one of the reasons why we believe that every generation matters. Yeah, here, absolutely. There's no, there's no, it has no bearing on whether or not you can do yeah. what God has called you to do. Yeah. So, yeah. And interestingly, John, when he received the revelation, he was on the island of Patmos, um, mm-hmm. which was a penal colony, which means it was a, it was a, it was a island that was only about 13 miles square that was owned by Rome. And it's basically where they sent prisoners that they didn't want to live with everybody else. Mm-hmm. And there were two things that happened there. One of them is that you were in exile or confinement. And the other one was that you did hard labor, like, you know, digging rocks out of the side of a mountain so they could use them for buildings or whatever. Yeah. John, I'm guessing because he was 90, was was more in confinement, uh, (laughs) not breaking rocks out of the side of a mountain. Sure. Um, (laughs) And so, so he, but he was there. And part of the reason, and the reason he was there is because, as I said, he was the last living disciple. Mm -hmm. uh, And, and there were other Christians who were preaching stuff, but, but like Peter and Paul had already been martyred yep. 30 years prior to that. So so John was really carrying the torch in the Roman Empire, and mm-hmm. he was preaching the gospel, and they couldn't shut him up. And so that's why they sent him in exile. They're like, well, you can go preach in a cave. Um, and so he goes to Patmos, he's in a cave, and the Lord preaches to him. And then he writes it down, and he yep. shares it, and we're talking about it today. So yep. you really couldn't shut that up. But Nope. But it's really interesting just how that all happened. And so, you know, again, him being on in exile and being punished um, and all those kind of things. And actually, if you go to the island of Patmos, you can um, see the cave that people believe that John lived in and that the, the cave that he received the revelation in. Yeah. Um, and of course, you know, I don't know if, if you've ever been to Israel, you know, there's like a there's a building built over everything that, that seemed we think that, that was, where mm-hmm. something happened. And so you can't really see what it was actually like, but you can walk into this cave and you can see it. Um, and I showed a picture of it on Sunday. So, mm-hmm. but it's all religious up, you know, it's got, you know, shrine things in there, but you can still kind of imagine what it would be like. Mm-hmm. And it was halfway up this mountain. And then on top of the mountain, they built um, a monastery there. So people can go there, um, but it's it. I'm sure it was a beautiful place to be, but imagine you know surrounded by the agency and everything, just off the the mm-hmm. coast of of Rome. Uh, but still, just such a um, terrible place to be, and happened to I don't know if they probably didn't bring food to him or anything like that. I mean, it was just like you know being exiled, you're yeah. alone you're in confinement, and then this this is what happened. So it's mm-hmm. it pretty cool. So how did this revelation then come to be? Um, how did he receive the revelation and how did we kind of get to where we are? Yeah, I think that would be a great place to start our next podcast <laughs> um, because uh, it's it kind of, it, it flows into okay. some other things. So that'd yeah. be great. 
So hey, um, we knew that this was going to take more than one more than one episode because when Pastor Rob, when we have a sermon breakdown, man, we we just like to make it more than one. <laughs> so um, so we're going to wrap it up for today, and we want you to come back tomorrow. We're going to talk more about how uh, the vision came to John, and then how it leads into where we're going in the series. You're not going to miss it. We're going to try to make the make the hard things plain, so that Revelation is no longer something that we avoid. But that we cherish, we celebrate because God has proven that He's with us, He's for us. If you have any questions, you need to get a hold of us. You can podcast at shepnaz.org. You can find out everything that's happening at Shepherd through our website and app, social media pages for Pastor Rob. I'm Joey. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. This podcast is a production of the Shepherd Church of the Nazarene, Gehenna, Ohio. Email to podcast at shepnaz.org and let us know what you think.